Ladies and gentlemen, all elite wrestling double or nothing review. Oh my goodness. There's so many things I gotta get into. I'll just jump right on into it. The love of professional wrestling is back, ladies and gentlemen. Just a message to my fellow wrestling fans and my fellow compadres that I see on Twitter nearly every day or I interact with on Twitter nearly every day. Fellow wrestling podcast compadres, I saw it. It scrolling down my Twitter timeline, man. There were so many people that had so many positive things to say while this is going on, like so, so many times. And I want to relate this back to WWE, but so many times we watch Raw and we complain and we complain. We talk about how man we can't do this anymore, but we watched Double or Nothing last night, and everything hit, man. Especially on the main show, that wasn't a bad match. I'm about to get into all of it, plus a lot more. I'm going to get into the AEW haters as well. They got some explaining to do. But what a show. We're going to start right at the top. The main event, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. What a match that was. I got to say that. I like Chris Jericho's entrances, his uh, call back to the past and to what he is now. But getting to this match, I have to say that. It was not as good as their match in New Japan, Alpha versus Omega 1. I did not feel it like that, but it was a good enough match. The spot where I think it was Kenny Omega goes flying over the ropes or does a springboard off of the ropes into the table on Jericho on the outside. That was sick, man. Uh, just a really good match. At the end of the day, I gotta say that I was very shocked that Chris Jericho picked up the victory here. I uh, like this was one of the matches that I thought was a given. Kenny Omega is winning here, but I understood more after the match. Chris Jericho picks up the victory, and post match, Jericho is talking. I've been saying this for quite some time now, for months now. It feels like a year. I said something big has to happen at the end of Double or Nothing on the podcast. I said that. I'm calling my shot. John Moxley is showing up at the end of that show. And sure enough, I'm tweeting. I think John Moxley is coming here. Jericho is talking. Sure enough, I pop my head up because the fans are just roaring. I pop my head up. And there's the close-up shot of John Moxley storming through the crowd. And the crowd is going insane, man. It was like a Monday Night Nitro feeling, a Scott Hall feeling coming through the crowd. Crowd's going crazy. He jumps through the crowd. Uh, he looks at Jericho. There's a lot of history there, but hits the, uh, Jericho with the dirty deeds. I don't know what he's calling it this uh, these days, but we're just going to call it the double underhook DDT. Hits the referee with the DDT. Plants Omega as well. They roll outside the ring. They start brawling. Like, this feels like the main event. Moxley versus Omega. They start brawling. They take it to the crowd. And eventually, Moxley lays Omega out. Hits him with an AA through the stage area. And he is standing tall as we close the show. This is huge. Like, look. One, I got to point to one thing. The embarrassing faux pas of WWE promoting John Moxley's exit. Do you not? Do you guys not remember that? They're promoting uh, John Moxley is leaving WWE. They were promoting this thing. That people talking about how it was a work, and they basically said, "Hey, go watch what John Moxley does when he comes back to wrestling." And here it is. This was their worst nightmare. 
like from a standpoint of what they did not want John Moxley to do, this was at the top of the list. Trust you me. Him showing up at the end of a stacked show that is arguably the pay-per-view of the year and him standing tall. Like that was amazing. Moxley is back and what a way to come back as we move on to the rest of the show. Moving on, we had the AAA World Tag Team Championships on the line. The Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. You can feel the big fight feel coming from this match. Like when the Lucha Brothers came down, their entrance theme was like this was the it was the best theme of the night. It was a brand new theme and it was great, man. One of the underlying things that you know got, got looked over with all the madness that took place uh, last night. It was phenomenal, man. And what we got was a phenomenal match. Young Bucks came down to their theme. The crowd is roaring. And just a huge fight feel. And they locked up. And they didn't even need to build it up. Like, these are two high-paced tag teams. They didn't need a build-up. They didn't need a slow start into a build-up. They needed high pace right out of the gate. And that is what we got right out of the gate. We got high-paced right out of the gate we saw some phenomenal spots in this match phoenix ah with some phenomenal spots in this match as well that guy is just off the charts man uh, we saw some great things uh, nick jackson hit a draping 450 uh, in this match there were so many times and this was this is the negative that i will say about this match there were three, four, or five too many kickouts in this match. It got to a point to where it started not to be believable uh, to a certain extent. But other than that, if you look past that, this was one of the best matches of the entire year. And definitely, I don't get, uh, I don't really get into rating matches, but a four and a half, four and a half star match. Uh, because of the finishes would have been five stars if not for the mini kickouts but at the end of the day young bucks pick up the victory i was surprised by this as well i thought the lucha brothers would go on to regain those titles i guess we'll see them pick them up at a later date but i don't have a problem with it whatsoever any team could have won here and i would have been all right with it so moving on cody rhodes versus dustin rhodes or cody versus dustin rhodes we got to this match, and I said, if this match delivers in any way, this is the pay-per-view of the year. Because I knew what the last two matches were going to do and how much they were going to deliver. So, we got to this matchup, and Cody's making his entrance, and there's a chair there. And I thought it was a pretty good entrance. And I was like, well, it looks like a Triple H-style uh, chair. But, okay, I can go with it, whatever. So, Cody comes down, he gets the sledgehammer. And it's under the ring. I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is what we got going here. Okay, and I'm here for it too. Cody goes back up the ramp. He s smashes the chair over. I it blows up, and people are just losing their minds. And I'm gonna hop into this right now. People talking about, well, Triple H is uh, all on Cody's mind. And Cody, he didn't have to do this. Why is he doing this? You know what? I seem I'm old enough to remember. Uh, a couple of nights before WrestleMania, where people were just barely laughing and shoulders shrugging, barely laughing, shoulders up and down about Triple H calling AEW Pissant Company and how everybody's an executive vice president and everybody's just laughing at that. Well, guess what? It all came back on them last night. 
So don't hear me this. Uh, Cody, he's out of line. No, 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 no. We all laugh. Even I laugh. When Triple H called it the Piss Ant Company, guess what? Cody got every right to do this. Doggone, he has every right. And at the end of the day, man, it's, it's AEW can't look bad in this. They are supposed to be the lesser company. Triple H and WWE are supposed to be above all of this. So as it pertains to a response, WWE cannot respond or else they pour gasoline on AEW's already flaming fire. So get into the match, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. Looking at it from this standpoint, Dustin, Dustin Rhodes is 50 years old. Cody Rhodes has never been the catch-as-catch-can wrestler that can put on a five-star match. So it had to deliver for him in emotional standpoint. And that it did. We got the huge dusty, dusty chant going before the match. Uh, they already have you about to shed tears before the match, before they even touch. And the crowd is going crazy. And what we got was a pretty good matchup. Uh, we got color in this matchup. Dustin Rhodes is busted wide open. A little bit too much blood, but it is what it is. As I take a sip of water here, it is what it is. Uh, we got a good matchup. We got some nice near falls. Look like Dustin Rhodes is actually going to pick up the victory. I think he hit a Canadian Destroyer in this match. That got a nice near fall from the crowd. And like we got what was a phenomenal match from an emotional standpoint. Cody didn't want to finish off Dustin Rhodes. But he goes on to pick up the victory with the crossroads. This was a great match that had me very invested from the top, man. And after the match, Cody says that he needs a partner for fight for the fallen for the young butts. He doesn't want a partner. He doesn't want a friend. He needs his big brother. And we're going to talk about moments of the night. I don't know what was at the top, at the very top, but that was near the top. They hug, and somebody's cutting onions because I'm crying, and like they share an embrace, and the crowd is just losing it. At that point, I was like, eh, I don't know how you followed that. I do not know how you followed that. So moving on, we got uh, the belt presentation from Bret Hart. But before we get into that, I'm going to cut back to the Casino Battle Royale. Then I'm going to work my way back to that. Looking at the Casino Battle Royale. This was a disjointed match to start off. Like when it started off, people were already in the ring. I didn't like that. Uh, when the rules were convoluted. When they announced this week ago that five people would be entering at one time, the first thing I said was, Ugh, uh, I don't know about that. I don't like it. And it was kind of convoluted. Uh, the rule itself, the concept itself was convoluted. But I felt like once everybody got into the ring, the match really picked up and it was very entertaining. MJF stole the show. Uh, he had a star making performance all night. I think the spot of this match was Luchasaurus uh, killing Joy Janela. Choke slammed her through that table. Sick bump. Uh, otherwise, this was a really good. Well, I don't know if I can say really good. I'm not going to say really good, but it was a good match once it picked up. There were a lot of funny spots in this match that I very much enjoy. Orange Cassidy uh, <laughs> with those little kicks to Tommy Dreamer. That was pretty funny. 
it was a decent match, but at the end of the day, I picked MGF to win on the preview, but Hangman Page would be number 21, and Hangman Page would go on to pick up the victory. He will face off with Chris Jericho for the AEW Heavyweight Championship at a later date. And I'm all for it. So speaking of the championship, we're going to hop right back into that point. We got the belt presentation and none other than Brett the Hitman Hart, man. And here's the deal with that, man. There are not many more people that you can find to present a title more prestigious or has more name value than Bret Hart as it pertains to the heavyweight championship. Bret Hart took that title to heart. That got no pun intended, but he took it as a shoot. He said that, he recently said that, you know, he cherished it so much being the heavyweight champion because, you know, that was a sign that the promoter I bought into you. He believed in you. He was putting his main title on you. So present that heavyweight title. Having Bret Hart come out there and present that heavyweight title. It was pretty cool. We had MJF come down. You know, he, uh, not like, like I said, a star making performance for this guy, man. He cut a promo on Bret Hart. <laughs> he said, watch out, Bret. A fan is coming. That was very funny. This guy's going to be an amazing heel. He's already an amazing heel. Like I said, won me over on that first All Elite Wrestling press conference. But... Adam Page would come down, Jimmy Havoc would come down, Jungle Boy would come down, and they would beat the crap out of MJF, got him out of the way. Now, I felt that they kind of, it was kind of, eh, the, the timing aspect of all of this, after they got MJF out of the ring, all of a sudden, we cut back and Brett is already grazing the belt, so I thought the camera work was kind of spotty there. Uh, all night, the camera work, they missed a few cues, but that's something I can very over overlook for the most part because it was the very first show. But the overall, the belt is gorgeous, man. I, I haven't seen a world title that big like in a long time. I think it's legitimately bigger than the big gold belt from WCW. We'd have to put those up side by side, but it is a beautiful belt. It looks like a mix between the New Japan World title and the TNA Heavyweight Championship that they had after they broke from NWA. A beautiful title, even though they got people still hating on it. I have no idea why. Beautiful, beautiful title. So moving on, we had the ladies in what I originally thought was a singles match, but it was a three-way match. Ajakan versus Ajakan, Yuka Zakizaki, and Emi Sakura versus Hikaru Shida, Riho, and Ryo Mizunami. Mizunami, excuse me. This was a phenomenal matchup. It came at a point in time to where I was worried that the crowd would fall asleep because I didn't know the latest and from the aspect to where there was so much going on in the pay-per-view uh, you know that eventually the crowd has to calm down at some point but the crowd was into it like this was the main event and I love that so much these ladies work their tails off uh, these are phenomenal workers uh, I had a chance to look them up somewhat uh, as I was doing my preview for this pay-per-view and all of these ladies can go and they proved it very much Object Kong had some stiff spots in this match. I, I loved every bit of the ring work from these ladies uh, Outside the ending of the match. They kind of screwed it up at the end The timekeeper rang the bell on a two count. We even had some music play a little bit But outside of that, I really enjoyed this match Ashida, Ryo, and Ryo Mizunami picked up the victory. I thought it was a great 
I imagine a great showcase for these ladies and a great showcase for the ladies in general for all elite wrestling how much they take out lady women's wrestling seriously it was a wonderful showcase for that so moving on we have Jack Evans and Angelico versus the best friends Trent and Chuck T this was another match that was high paced I needed to be high paced we had so many new age wrestlers on this pay-per-view the smaller guys that can go that is rest that is what wrestling has pretty much i don't want to say devolved down to but pretty much transformed into the smaller guys or your top guys for the most part so we had these guys facing off and check and see not a very small guy but trent pretty much a small guy Ah, we got these guys going, and what a family, fantastic match it was. I enjoyed it a lot. A lot of great spots. And Helico and Jack Evans, I knew them from that time in Lucha Underground. I know that they are the quintessential cruiserweight X Division wrestlers to where you just ring the bell and they go fast from the start. And that's what we got in this match. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a wonderfully done match. And at the end of the day, the best friends picked up the victory. I thought Jack Evans and Helico would pick up the win. Surprise, surprise. But it's all good because I enjoyed the match. I didn't think there could be a wrong winner in this match. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, the best friends pick up the victory. But after the match, lights go out and the Super Smash Brothers arrive. Now, I got to admit that I didn't know who these guys were. The crowd didn't really know who these guys were. But apparently they are, are a fantastic tag team. I look forward to getting to know them more. And the lights went out again. We had minions come out. They attacked everyone. And the Super Smash Brothers stood tall. And I want to see what these guys got. I will be checking them out going forward. So moving on, we had Kylie Ray versus Nala Rose versus Dr. Brick Baker. And we're about to get that started off, and Brandy comes down. And I'm like, oh man, Brandy is about to insert herself into this match. And surprise, surprise, it is Awesome Kong. And I haven't seen Awesome Kong in ages. And she comes out, and I'm like, oh my goodness, the crowd just lost it. I lost it. And I'm sitting there like, okay, let's do this. And we got the face off with Awesome Kong and Nala Rose. The crowd really wanted to see them go at it. Uh, they pretty much saved that. And I'm pretty, pretty sure we'll see that at a later date, but they saved that in this match. Dr. Britt Baker and Kyler Ray did the heavy work in this match. At the end of the day, I found it to be an entertaining match. Another entertaining match. Like I said, there wasn't a bad match on this card. Britt Baker picked up the win. Uh, and I really thought that it was the right call. Here, Baker picked up the win with the super kick in the last shot. Dr. Britt Baker was... I if I'm not mistaken, the very first women's wrestler signed to All Elite Wrestling. And she seems like the star of the bunch that they really want to push. And it was definitely the right call for her to pick up the victory here. Britt Baker picks up the victory. This one was very important for AEW's showcase of women as well. I thought they did a fantastic job. They gave the ladies time. And it came off greatly as the crowd was very much into it as well. So, moving on gonna go to the first match of the main roster pay-per-view and it was SCU versus the Stronghearts, Ashima, Elinda Man, and T-Hawk and I thought that this was a phenomenal match as well. This had to be a fast match. 
Like it, it brought me back to Brian Pillman versus Juice Thunder Liger. If I can make a reference here on the very first WCW Monday Night Nitro, we had Nitro and the very first match. If you go back and watch it, it was fast, fast, fast. Like it did not stop. It was fast. Great match that was on Nitro, and that's what this was for All Elite Wrestling. It was a very fast match. This got a lot of time for an opening match. And it was one of the better matches on the card. These guys from OWE, Shima, Linda Man, and T-Hawk showed out. I got a chance to study them as well uh, beforehand as I was doing my preview. They are fast workers at OWE. They pulled out some very snazzy submissions. I got to say, I think it was T-Hawk that pulled out that great submission in this match. It was a Downeybrook and the new rule of... Uh, guys having 10 seconds to tag out they can tag in and have 10 seconds to stand in the ring instead of five this came to play because the match was all over the place in a good way and i enjoyed this one scorpio sky is one of the most athletic wrestlers one of the more underrated wrestlers in all of wrestling today scu picks up the victory that was another surprise i thought that the strong cards would pick up the victory there but scu picks up the victory i don't have any problem with that Ah, this, that was a phenomenal match. Moving on to the last match, Sammy Guevara versus Skip Sabian. This was a phenomenal match. I knew a lot about Sammy Guevara. I didn't know a lot about Kip Sabian. But it turns out that these guys are the new... Uh, Kip Sabian is another in the age of the new age wrestler. Uh, he can move around really fast. Smaller guy that can really go. Uh, that was a six spot where Sammy Guevara had Kip Sabian bent over the railing. It looked like he was going to go for the RVD spot, but he went with a shooting star press instead. Sick spot. These guys tore it up. This was a phenomenal match. A great rebound from the Battle Royal. And Kip Sabian would go on to pick up the victory. I had Sammy Guevara winning that one. Another surprise. So all in all, this was a phenomenal pay-per-view, man. A great pay-per-view. I look at I look at it and I told people, man, far and long ago, I said, stop making definitive statements on all the deep wrestling. All the people that came out with the negative uh with the negative stances. This is just a t-shirt company. They don't even have a show yet. And we still got people hating out that. They put on the pay-per-view of the year. You don't have anything to say if you're a hater now. So you you, you, you can just shut up and go sit in your corner. Because they put on a pay-per-view of the year. If you're going to still hate on great wrestling, then I don't know what to tell you. You just don't want to be a part of history. And the words of Baron Corbin, you don't want to be on the right side of history, man. Because this was a phenomenal show. There should be nothing to hate about it. But it is what it is. You know, pro wrestling fans tend to complain a lot. And I understand it sometimes. But I don't understand complaining about what we saw last night. It was phenomenal, man. And I want to get into the WWE aspect as well. You know what? I hope they're mad. I hope that they look at this and they say, you know what? We need to sub up our game. I seen a lot of people saying, oh, WWE is in trouble. No, WWE is not in trouble. Let's get that straight. They're not on the cusp of being put out of business. They're not in trouble. Let's just get that one out of the way. But it is something, if you got any pride about yourself, you're going to look at all of you wrestling and say, you know what? Man, forget them. We're going to put on the best show. I hope WWE does that. I hope they get knocked down to the point to where they say, you know what? Our product sucks. 
And we want to put on, we got the best stars. We got the best talent in the business. We're going to put on the best shows. I hope that that happens. That is, that would be great for professional wrestling. So at the end of the day, all elite wrestling is competition, whether you want to admit it or not. This is how I view competition. I don't view it as them putting WWE on the brink of extinction. I view it as them taking away eyes from WWE's product. If they can do that, they're competition in my eyes. And they did do that last night with a sporting aspect of the wrestling business. They didn't do it from an entertaining aspect, from an entertainment aspect. They did it from a sporting aspect. And I was glad to be a part of it. And I cannot wait to see how this all unfolds. Dean, uh, not, excuse me, not Dean Ambrose, John Moxley in the fold. People are excited about wrestling again. They had multiple trending tags on Twitter last night. So I'm excited, man. I'm pretty sure they did pretty good on the pay-per-view numbers. We'll see how that turns out. But there is nothing to hate. Take your blindfold glass, take, take your glasses off, your sun uh, blinding glasses off. And just enjoy this company, man. This was a phenomenal show. Let me know your thoughts. There was a thing. I mean, I understand. Look, if there were some things that you didn't like about it, that's fine. We can all have our opinions. But if you can look at it overall, there's the only thing you can say is that, you know what? That was a really good show. Let me know your thoughts on All Elite Wrestling, Double or Nothing. Why not on Twitter, at 2SweetPod or at OMGCorby. That's the number 2, Sweet P-O-D. Let me know your thoughts.